welcome back everybody to Let Me Fill You In. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and this is now the 19th installment of this midweek show that is an extension of Phil at the Movies. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in each week and hearing what I have to say on the matter of movies. Uh, just one new film to recommend for you this week, uh, but I do have some... Uh, Additional uh, Barbenheimer news to uh, to share with you, as well as the cinematic quote of the week. So first off, the new film of the week to, to recommend, and, and I sort of offer this with a tepid recommendation because I don't think this film will be for everyone. Uh, it certainly did not uh, set sail, if you will, with audiences last weekend, and the movie I am referring to is The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is in a universal film, and it is essentially about Dracula's voyage on the ship, the Demeter. There was a chapter in the original Dracula novel which sort of describes the uh, the transport, if you will, from Transylvania to to England, and many of the film adaptations have largely breezed over or, or just outright ignored this passage of the book. And so I have to give major props to uh, to, uh, to the writer and, and the director for taking what is essentially a chapter of this incredible novel and fleshing it out into a full-length featured film. Now... The movie is a slow burn, and that is going to be uh, perhaps a turnoff uh, in, in some cases because it does take a long time to to sort of get to the action. It, it's really uh, setting the setting the stage, if you will, for this this voyage across the sea. And and while that is important, ultimately, what people are going to see with a movie like this is Dracula. Um, and, and Dracula does appear, though it is not his usual appearance, shall we say. It's much more of a of a monster, almost like a if you're familiar with the Batman comic book character, Man-Bat. Very grotesque and animal-like, which is, again, there's been instances of that happening in the films, but, but largely, if you speak to the general audience and just sort of the people's perception of Dracula. It's a very suave, uh, otherworldly gentleman. You think to mind Bela Lugosi or, or Christopher Lee, uh, just to name uh, a few. But uh, nevertheless, there is, uh, there is definite amount of suspense and, and outright terrifying moments with this film. But I think the reason it did not land, and again, not that... We have to always go with box office receipts as a as a measure by a, for a film success. Martin Scorsese uh, has famously denounced box office figures and statistics as a way of judging a film's success or failure, and he, he's largely correct to uh, to a point. But I sort of look at this particular film as a, as a continued trend of audiences. Uh, lack of interest, if you will, in vampire films. Most notably, earlier this year, there was Renfield, starring Nicolas Cage, which was, again, a universal 
film and it was uh, t- you know sort of a, a modern day t- uh, telling of, of Dracula's story with Renfield as the point of view character and that did not resonate with audiences at the box office uh, though I would be curious to know how it is doing on on streaming I, I think part there's a couple things here first I, I think audiences have largely moved on from from vampires, and I, again, I think vampires are the type of character that are, there's a there's a cycle to them. Uh, they, you know, they they can't be on the main stage for far too long; otherwise, they sort of lose their 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 shine and their and their luster. They kind of have to go back into their coffin, if you will, to uh, become relevant for another day. Uh, so, I think one public. La- uh, Disinterest certainly, you can see that with with Renfield uh, and the lack of you know, sort of wow factor with the audiences uh, with, with that film. And I mean, I think of the two, Renfield is the better movie. It's there's some more comedic elements in it, but it's also I, I think just more of the traditional Dracula uh, tale that we're we're used to. Uh, seeing uh, the last voyage of, of the Demeter is, is much more more gothic and and kind of takes some liberties with with the appearance of Dracula, which again I said it's more of a choice, but uh, you know nevertheless I, I think audiences have, have sort of moved on from from vampires and the other instance and again I don't know how much uh, you know this amounts to but. Releasing a film like uh, like The Last Voyage of the Demeter or even Renfield in in sort of the summer months. I mean, again, I know horror is all year round. I mean, and there have been many a many a good horror film, many great horror films, frankly, that have been released in the uh, in the spring and summer or and winter months. Uh, but but somehow I feel, given the the calendar right now, and given the the ongoing success of both Barbie and Oppenheimer, as well as a few other films that have opened in the last few weeks, uh, a movie like The Last Voyage of the De- of the Demeter or even Renfield back in the early spring, it seems kind of misplaced. These movies, to me, seem better suited for a fall, September, or October release because that's when people are are in that that mood. Again, again, as a horror fan, I'll watch a, a scary movie any month, any day of the year. But but again, thinking of the general audience and the people that will you know largely determine a movie's success or failure, uh, most people don't start getting into the Halloween spirit until you know September, certainly October, and I think even with Disney's most recent uh, remake of. Uh, of Haunted Mansion, again, another film that I think would have benefited by having a closer to uh, the fall or, or certainly in an October release. But there's always streaming. You know, again, in this day and age, sort of, you know, I, I, I often decry that because I prefer the, the movie, the theatrical experience. But uh, I'll be curious to see how these movies, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, Renfield, and even Haunted Mansion do with the general audience uh, on streaming. Because I think especially once we get into the uh, get into the scary season and, and October rolls around, these movies may find another life, particularly uh, you know, with someone who, hey, you know, going through their streaming platform, like, oh, hey, maybe I'll check this out. Um, but but I, I, I can't say... 
say that The Last Voyage is uh, is a bad film. Again, like I said, it's a, it's a slow burn. It's beautifully shot. There's a real gothic atmosphere to it, and, and there's a mood with it that isn't found in, in many of the vampire films in recent years. There's a real sense that Dracula is a, is a, is a creature and is sort of stalking the, the night, if you will, and it's 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 a bold take because it's it's a it's a movie where you already know the ending because it is part of uh, of the ongoing narrative the larger narrative of of the Dracula story so it's sort of a you know there's no beginning and there's and there's no end so to speak but uh you know again props for for taking an element of the book that has largely been uh you know unshown and and un uh you know sort of Cap, you know, captured, if you will, on on the big screen. So I, I have to give props for that. And even though I'm not a fan of of the animalistic interpretation of Dracula, I, I do again have to give props for uh, you know for for creativity and and sort of going in a different direction. But uh, you know, again, vampire movies, I, I think that they they come in waves. And right now, we're sort of in that. They're still in the, the the sunset period for for these films, though. Uh, on the horizon, there is another vampire film, a remake of of, of a classic film, Nosferatu, uh, that's coming out, I believe, in twenty twenty four, and and that I, I have high hopes for because not only is it is it uh, an updated version of a of the classic, the first ever vampire film, which is loosely based on Dracula, but. Uh, uh, the 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 cast and the and and the crew behind it uh, I I know are are going to deliver something uh, just exquisite and uh, terrifying at the same time so uh, yeah I have I have high hopes for uh, for that film uh, when it does finally roll uh, onto the big screen but uh, yeah that that's all I can I can say about the last voyage of the demeanor again would recommend it particularly if you are a fan. Of, of Dracula and and vampires, but uh, you know it's certainly uh, it's not going to be everyone's uh, not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone is going to be uh, uh, setting sail, if you will, with this particular film. But uh, you know that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Sometimes films work, sometimes they don't. But uh, it's a perfect transition to films that do work. And can uh, saw Barbie once again, uh, actually on uh, on what was it? Monday, uh, and and that is a a fantastic film. It really is. I haven't had a chance to get into to more specifics uh, since I mentioned it a few weeks back. But it, it is a special film, and it is everything uh, that 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 the hype uh, has has spelled out for it. It really does work. It's a film that that fits with the time right now. It's it's a movie about the doll, but but it's so much more there there's there's an existential crisis storyline going on that that actually feels very human and and it's it, it just sort of it's passionate it's powerful and it it ultimately you know is clearly connecting with audiences it's made over a billion dollars worldwide it's fast closing in on on over 500 million dollars i think 550 is in the is in the the near future for it but it, it's a fun movie and, it, and it's resonating with audiences because it is it is so different and and 
you can look at it as a as a fun spectacle again you know it's it's barbie in the real world you know sort of it's a fish out of water tale but then there's also the layers to it and and it's really a an interesting commentary on on feminism on on masculinity on society at large and and again, I think sometimes the best movies, particularly if there's a larger theme or, or, a, or a, a point, if you will, that's trying to be made, it's best to do it through creative means. You know, again, you can have much more uh, weight and, and, and power with your story if you're doing it through kind of an unconventional uh, setting. Again, sort of tie it back to horror films. Uh, that's always been... Uh, a vehicle for social commentary because again you can explore different characters can explore different emotions different settings different personalities different uh, arguments uh, in the context of uh, of a scary movie or again in the case of barbie exploring more uh, societal themes and and kind of you know issues that we're dealing with here in in the present day Uh, it's it's really it's a topical film but it it, it's a lot of fun it's a it's a wonderful hilarious sweet film that that has just touched something and 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 it's not often that a movie can kind of capture the public zeitgeist uh in such a huge way but i mean this is a movie that will be certainly a a a huge contender come oscar season i i expect uh, margot robbie greta gerwig and certainly ryan gosling to all receive nominations uh, i think you're probably looking at a a best supporting actor uh race between uh, Ro- uh ryan gosling for barbie and 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 uh, robert downey jr for oppenheimer but it's just it's it's a fun film i again i go back and i say it's a fun film and you know, it sort of sounds cliche to say it at this point but it, it's a film we need i think we need to have these movies which not only make us think and sort of engage us and stimulate us on an intellectual level but also are just a lot of fun and, and this is a movie that that i i've i've enjoyed i look forward to, to revisiting it again and again and just it, capturing that 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 reason why I love movies, which is just like this. I mean, this summer has shown through Barbie and through Oppenheimer the best of what filmmaking can be. And as far as I'm concerned, we need more films in that spirit. I mean, I know there will be a mad dash by studios and and the like to try to capture recapture the magic of of Oppenheimer, and you never will. This was an organic creation, but. At the same time, there's something to be said about just the the, the ingenuity and and the the, the passion that these two films uh, represent and bring to the discussion because they are polar opposites and yet they are connecting with audiences in such a big way. And I think that's because they are are genuine. They are not a a studio uh, sort of top-down production. They are organic and, and, and original stories in a way, even though Barbie, of course, is a, a story about a, a, a doll, and, and Oppenheimer, of course, is a uh, is, is is a real life uh, was a real life person, and so you know again there's sort of those uh, uh, caveats, but I mean I think just the the, the ingenuity behind them, the, of course the, the passionate filmmaking of, of of Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan, I mean that's you know kind of enough said, but uh, th- this this is the summer, this has been a, a an incredible summer for movies and. I know it's been said many a time, many times over the last 
few months and frankly over the last year with with a lot of big budget and big uh, box office hits but this summer really feels like movies came back in in a big way like they haven't since before the pandemic and and as a as a cinephile as someone who loves going to the movies uh, i couldn't ask for anything more so here's hoping that we get more of these kind of original and 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 well-made films not just throughout the rest of this year but for the years to come because ultimately it's a great thing for for studios it's a great thing for creatives it's a great thing for theaters and the industry but it's also great for the audience and this is a situation where it is a win-win for everybody but uh, i know i've gone on way too much about uh about barbenheimer and the like but i think you can understand my passion for for this particular or these particular films because they they really have have captured the the public's imagination in in a way that uh, you know movie movies and and movie studios only can dream uh but uh here's to the summer of of Barbenheimer and it is still going strong and and I expect it will continue uh, throughout the rest of this summer, and, and probably we'll be talking about it even a year from now. You know, the summer of Barbenheimer. But uh, again, Barbie continues to to break records, and uh, you know, if I haven't said it before, I know I probably mentioned it at least once or twice. But but definitely go see this film. Highly recommend it, and of course Oppenheimer uh, as well. But uh, you know, again, if you're looking for a sort of something a little bit different, a little counter programming, uh, I would recommend The Last Voyage of the Demeter, especially if you are a fan of, of Dracula and vampires and, and the like. But uh, again, you know, th- th- there's probably reasons for uh, that film's, uh, you know, quote-unquote failure, if you will, uh, you know, sort of what I've alluded before. But uh, I do think it may find its audience down the road. I mean, there's always a thing with movies today. It's, it, it may take some time, but a film can find an audience, even if it's a small little niche. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know, there, there's a movie for everybody. I, I truly believe that. But uh, that is all uh, that I have to share with you today. Kind of a a brief uh, a brief uh, show. Uh, the writer strike is still ongoing. I did want to make a, just a brief comment on that. Um, there has been some uh, some movement. Uh, the studios have made at least an offer uh, to to the Writers Guild. Uh, I will post the show note uh, post the link to that story in the show notes if you are. Curious. I expect there will be counter offers, and again, the negotiation process is uh, is ongoing. But hopefully, God willing, uh, you know, everyone can uh, can get together, and, and and a fair deal can be can be produced, and and movies can go on, movies can go back into production. Because again, ultimately, it it, it benefits everybody to have this uh, strike remedied in, in in a fair and effective way. So, you know, God willing, uh, you know, the the a deal will be will be reached, and uh, this will. Be be uh, in the history books, but uh, certainly, certainly is uh, is changing the landscape of, of certainly the movie production schedule, but also of the release schedule throughout the rest of this year, and certainly into the early parts of 2024. So stay tuned, I imagine, for uh, delays and and updates as it comes to movies either being uh, you know release dates being changed or or, or pushed back uh, because of the strike. So. Uh, Stay tuned, as always, on that front. But wanted to just leave you with a quote. Uh, There's just one quote today. This is from the great Frank Capra. And his uh, quote that I want to share with you today is, 
there are no rules in filmmaking, only sins. And the cardinal sin is dullness. And what a perfect quote. What a perfect quote that encapsulates what I have been talking about with regards to, to Barbenheimer, but, but also to movies in general. You can have a, a, a script, you can have a stellar cast, but if your movie is dull, that is the worst sin of all. Movies are meant to be stimulating. They're not meant to be a, a, a lecture or a thesis. You're there to see something that will move you, that will captivate you, that will stimulate you, and will ultimately make you want to go back and see something again and again. Those are the best kind of movies. I have shared many of my favorite films in the past and, and will certainly continue to do so. But what a perfect quote and what a perfect quote that encapsulates this summer uh, this summer's movie-going experience. There are no rules in filmmaking, only sins, and the cardinal sin is dullness. And certainly much can be said about Barbie or Oppenheimer, uh, but uh, I do not believe you can call either one of those films dull. So they have, they have met the CAFRA standard, as far as I am concerned, and uh, audiences seem to be uh, agreeing with that sentiment as well. But that is all that I have for you today. A quick programming note, there will be no episode of Let Me Fill You In next Wednesday. Phil at the Movies will go on as scheduled. I have two episodes in the can for you. One coming this week, which is a commentary on Return of the Jedi. So for all you Star Wars fans, this episode is for you. Uh, but like I said, no, uh, no episode of this show next week. I'll be back in two weeks. Until then, everybody, take care and go see some movies. Mm-hmm.